Hey, Bestie, if you're enjoying this episode and you're getting anything out of it, I was wondering if you could do me a huge favor. That's only going to take you literally two seconds. Could you go ahead, if you're listening to this on iTunes and Spotify, and just click the star rating? You can leave five, four, three, one, I guess, if you hated this episode. I understand how it goes. And help me reach my goal. I want to reach 200 on iTunes and 100 on Spotify. And I have to tell you, we're not so close as of the time that I'm currently recording this uh, plea for you to help me reach my goal. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode or any of the previous episodes, go ahead, give me a virtual high five, high four, high three, and just go ahead and click those stars on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Back to the show. So does it seem like nobody who reads your blog is actually joining your email list? Let's go ahead and try to fix that. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perfect. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back to my inbox besties. Besties, Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited, but even more super excited to be in your ear holes today to welcome you to the brand new season of the Inbox Besties podcast. And I'm just going to go ahead and call it season six. I honestly can't remember. I know that we've been doing this podcast for at least five years. I want to say 2017 is when it started. I know that Apple Podcasts in particular doesn't even go as far back as those early episodes that we'd had, which, you know, it's not that they're embarrassing. It's that they talk about things that just aren't offered anymore. And so that's why I'm just like, oh. But <laughs> it's still some really high quality information and I'll probably try to go through my own backlog and we'll revamp and redo some topics. But season six in particular is going to be fueled by you, the listeners, because you are the ones that I have missed the absolute most. So what I need from you, and I put this on the podcast last week, is I need your questions, your concern, what is going on in your business. I want to help you guys out with what you want to know about and not just the things that I want to teach. So we had questions about auto webinars and email series. People asked about money mindsets and favorite books that I've had. They asked me how I juggle my personal life and asked a lot of questions about ADHD, which I thought was really interesting. So we have a really great topics that we can do for this season. I'd say that this seasons are going to be about eight to nine weeks long. I'm thinking like two months and then like take a week or two off and then like come back. So I'm thinking that that's what we're going to do. I know that we'll definitely obviously be here in January, but I'm thinking that we might take the month of December off. I'm not quite sure how I want to pan that out. So I will let you guys know. Uh, you guys actually have questions about podcasting too. So we'll answer those. We've got a bunch of them. So today's listener question that we had, which I thought is a really great one, and I know a lot of people have this question, basically it boiled down to how do they get more people who are reading their blog to actually subscribe to their newsletter list? They feel like the number is like basically zero. So if you have any questions that you want me to tackle, make sure that you go ahead and click the links down below here. It'll give you two options, one where you can submit your question so I can see your name, and you can leave an audio message if you want, which is katedoster.com forward slash ask, or there is a link to a program that I use for anonymous Instagram messages, but it can totally work in this case too, in case if you're a little embarrassed. Although technically in the ask form, you could just put a fake name and I wouldn't know. So big props if anyone gives me some hilarious pseudonyms, I would love to hear it. So let's talk about how we can get more email subscribers from our blog post. Now, 
I was trying to look for some stats before this because the last time I looked this up was a couple of years ago, but basically AppSumo slash SumoMe, they used to, and they might still potentially have a whole suite of opt-in forms that you can use. So bars up at the top, actual like opt-in forms that you put inside of a blog post, slide ups, uh, they call them welcome ads, all this sort of stuff. So they had a lot of data on their users and they had found that it was roughly like at best, it was like 0.5 to 1% of traffic would convert into subscribers. I found another set of data from this place called data box. And I don't know how large their pool is. So I don't know how much I believe this stat. And they were saying that about 36% of their respondents said that they got between one and 5% of users to actually subscribe to their newsletter list. So I don't know how much I believe data box because I don't know where they're actually getting their data from. Um, they didn't talk about where their subject matter was, but I know the Sumumi people, they are installed on a lot of people's websites. So they have access to a lot of analytics. So we're going to go with that. So if you are above that 1% mark, I want you to go ahead and give yourself some props because you're actually doing a lot better than most people are. So if you're nowhere near that, let's talk about some things that you can do. And we're going to take a, we're going to take this from a couple of different places. Okay. But before we do, I want to let you know about a special event that we have going on the very last week of September, 2022, that is called the black Friday prep bonanza, where basically me and you and a whole bunch of other cool kids for the next five days are going to be making sure that you're wearing a tip top shape. So that way you can have the best black Friday with your email list and with your business. So we are going to have sort of three lesson days, some implementation days, some coaching days, some co-working sessions. There's going to be a limited time pop-up Facebook group and some lessons where we're going to basically tackle the three biggest things that you need to do in order to set yourself up for success for Black Friday. And it is completely free. You can go to katedonster.com forward slash BFB. So Black Friday Bonanza. So there'll be a link to that down below as well. So how are we going to tackle this issue? Well, step one, if you have a million bajillion ads, realize that your opt-in rate is always going to be dirt low. Now I am not going to tell you here or there, if you want to get your coin, get your bag and have a gajillion's worth of ads and especially video ads and all that sort of stuff. It's no wonder that nobody is clicking on anything because they think if they're going to click on anything, they're going to get sent to some random website that they don't necessarily want to go to. So, if you are giving them the directive, leave this website, leave this website, go to these sponsors, go to this thing, go to that thing, you're not gonna have that attention. It's just like in your emails. Yeah, can you send the occasional email that's got a couple different links going to a couple different places? Of course, like that's cool. But realize you're gonna get less click through rates in general. So that is number one, contain your ads or potentially even get rid of them. So I have one listie who is currently running an experiment. It was a blog post that was getting moderate traffic. SEO is pretty good, but you know, she wasn't making that much ad money, so she just shut it off there. And we were doing everything that we could to optimize that blog post to actually get your opting in up. So that is just number one, especially if you have video ads, like good luck. That's all I have to say, it's good luck, right? Or if you're like shoving people to Amazon all of the time and you've got the ads and you have all this, I think it comes down to a lesson that I learned from Mike from Stupid Simple SEO. I'll put a link to his stuff down below as well. It will be an affiliate link, just so you guys know, because I love his stuff. And he talks a lot about user intent with Google. And so I think that you need to have your creator intent. If you are creating a blog post to rank, to get you affiliate income, you can't expect it to also carry the weight of growing your email list. Basically 
any subscribers you get from that post is our bonus subscribers, okay? So that can make it really, really hard when you're looking at your overall general traffic at the end of the month and you're looking at your overall general list growth because like, well, you know, most of my stuff was to get this. Why aren't I getting that? Well, because that wasn't really what you were going for. It was a secondary or tertiary, which is the fun word, goal. So that's gonna be very important. The second thing that I wanna talk about is that you need to make sure that you're giving people a variety of ways to opt in. I am not a big proponent of pop-ups, but that is because I like to have sales on my thank you pages. And I found when I had pop-ups, my conversion rates on my sales for my thank you page went way down. It just did, like it was an experiment that we had run. And so for me, I would much rather have a buyer than a subscriber most of the time, because it shows me you're in it to win it. And if you're willing to invest in yourself, like you're the kind of person I wanna hang out with. That's like a real like winner builder, entrepreneurial like attitude. And that's why I want in my space is leaders, right? So you can indeed try to have something like a pop-up. I would never have a pop-up, a slide up, a hello bar, which is that thing at the very top that sort of follows people around, a gajillion ads in <laughs> your sidebar if you're still currently using a sidebar. That's not necessarily what I'm talking about, okay? You can have a bar up at the top. I think that those can work really well and they're pretty unobtrusive. Just make sure that on mobile, things look good. That's so important. But you wanna make sure in your blog post that you just don't have your opt-in form at the very bottom of your post, okay? You wanna have an opt-in form at the top third, because right, if you ever get a heat map of your website, and that's like how much people are scrolling, it kind of tracks their, their mouse activity. It's a little creepy, it's a little creepy, I gotta admit it, but it is very useful from a business building perspective. You're gonna find that's the top third of your stuff that's actually getting read, okay? So not only do you wanna have an opt-in form, which we'll talk about in a second, up at the top third, but probably midway through the article, especially if it's a longer one, and then definitely at the bottom. Another thing that you wanna have in there and you might not think this is gonna work as well as it does, hyperlink to your landing page. So a landing page, an opt-in page, a squeeze page if you're old and gross, is basically where people either have to give you their email address or leave. There is no menu bar, there is no blog post, there's nothing to distract people. And what my students of Love Your List have found, which we're opening up at the end of September as well, is that if they have a hyperlink to their landing page for their freebie, that usually honestly converts higher than the opt-in forms. And the reason why that's doing that is one, people aren't distracted, but two, if they've already clicked on the link to get the free guide, they're more committed to follow through in the process because in their mind, they opened up a loop and now they have to finish it. So that's why you should make sure that you're still using hyperlinks and not just opt-in forms in your blog post. That can definitely work. And for your opt-in forms, if you can, depending on what email service provider you're using or any extra plugins, test out different headlines. Maybe you want to actually, instead of have an opt-in form, you're gonna have a picture graphic that say you could have used as an Instagram story, because I'm all about, Rusty's very excited for multi-use, that's my dog, that you can actually have to say like, click here to download. See how people actually click here with that image and if it works. Okay, so you are essentially making sure that your blog post is giving people several chances without being intrusive and without interrupting the flow per se to get onto your email list. The next thing of course that you're gonna actually work on are the copy on those opt-in forms. If you're gonna use a slide up versus a hello bar, which is that little guy up at the top, 
Work on the copy for that. Can you actually have different copy, if you will, so different headlines, different even button text on the different opt-in forms that you have inside of your blog post? So sometimes if you're more consumer facing, starting your headline with what it is, which goes against most business to business stuff, where it says free ebook could work or free 30 page PDF. It might actually work. You're gonna need to test that out. Or it could be something like the one Disney princess lunch, your kids will be so mad if they miss, right? So again, we're talking about that benefit. We're talking about that thing that people are going to be able to avoid or say I have a student that helps people plan their trips to Alaska, right? Make your bucket list trip count, literally. Um, talking about not regretting it, that sort of a thing. So you can either go like super positive, you can go benefit-based, you can go result-based, you can do something time-based. So it literally could be the five dinners every kid's like that take 20 minutes to cook, right? You could go ahead and do that. Or the best five meals for picky eaters, even if they put ketchup on everything, right? So you guys know my love of even if. Again, with an opt-in box, you are not necessarily going to have a lot of room, so you are gonna have to play around with, all right, I got a benefit headline, so then my sub headline to definitely be about the thing that it is, um, so that way people can see, download this PDF, get this three-page course, get this exclusive thing, so that way people can see it. The other thing, and I know this sounds odd, but I, since we're talking about opt-in forms, I do wanna bring it up. Test them to make sure they work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes plugins break. Sometimes it's not linked to anything, even if it's from your email service provider. So if you're really thinking like, oh man, this is awful, go to a couple different blog posts to actually make sure that it works. The last thing that I wanna say about opt-in forms, because honestly, we could do a whole giant podcast just on that. And we have literally, I think it's like a 25 minute lesson inside of love your list when it comes to opt-in forms. Like I go hard. Do not under any circumstances, have your button say subscribe. Like this one, I can legitly tell you there's actually stats and data to prove that if your button says subscribe, you're gonna get less people opting in. Like it is the worst word to have in there. So I'm in, hand it over, stress free dinners, let's do this, free ebook, watch now, start lesson one. There's a variety of things that you can put on your button. Do not hit subscribe. And if you're like, but Kate, like, I'm just offering a newsletter. I don't have a freebie, which we're gonna talk about what you should be giving people in a second. Still don't have subscribes. It's be an insider, get in the club, send it to me now. Those are the things that we are looking for, okay? Super, super important. We want to make sure that every word that we've got is going to be working in our favor. So let's talk about the content and let's talk about your freebie. Another reason why some people are just not getting the amount of subscribers from their blog posts, they're just not carrying any weight whatsoever. It's like I have like four a month and I have decent traffic, is that the topic of your blog post has nothing to do with the freebie that you have. It has nothing. So what some people did, uh, circa 2016-2017, was there was this content upgrade phenomenon where basically you would create like a little worksheet that was like a summary of what your blog post said and that like people could like fill in their own blanks. It created a huge mess in people's backends because then you're asking them to create a gajillion welcome series. It's not really giving any value. It's just like, it created a huge mess. And then people were like, oh, I'll do a resource library, which I 
hate resource libraries. If your main revenue system is some type of coaching, potentially you can get away with it. But especially if you're selling digital products, digital downloads, courses, you need to not have a resource library because someone is always going to think I can get it for free in that resource library. Plus, because there are so many entry points, creating a welcome series for that resource library is going to be a nightmare because you're going to have to have like 80 of them because you've got 80 different things in there, right? Like how are you going to effectively navigate somebody through the welcome thing, right? And like with resource libraries, even if you have a link down at the bottom of your email, I guarantee you people look at it the first, second time maybe, and then they never go back to it ever again. Ever again. They're just never there. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your time. So one, no resource libraries. Two, you want to make sure that what you are creating is conversion style content. Now we are, we go much, much more into this inside of love your list and in the new version of love your list, which is going to be coming out next year. Cause I keep on adding to it. So I'm delaying it just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit y'all conversion style content is still that how to content, right? It can still be that it can still be things that the SEO search engines love to put up there. Great stuff. We're all about it, right? However, it is closely related to your freebie. Your freebie is considered either the next step or the first step. So like I have one, let's like six emails that you can send your list, right? I could very easily plug in my, and if you're looking for even more ideas, get my two years worth of email ideas, you know, katedoster.com forward slash the number two in years. If you guys want it, I'll put a link down below if you haven't grabbed it already. Or I can talk about how none of these ideas matter if you don't have people to talk to. So grab my freebies course, right? I'm not going to throw in Pinterest templates inside of an Instagram post because that makes no sense, okay? So you need to make sure, and you need to be asking yourself when you are creating blog posts, when you are creating podcasts, you don't have to get so strategic that you end up doing nothing, but you gotta ask yourself, is this related to any of the freebies that I currently have? I don't want you not publishing a piece of content because it doesn't relate to any of your freebies. It might be a tertiary thing where it's like, oh, if it grows my email loss, it grows my email loss. But truly, Kate, like, I, I need I need the Thrivecart affiliate income. Thrivecart's my payment processor. KateDoster.com forward slash Thrivecart. If you want to help a sister out and you were looking to invest in that, put a link down below. It's okay. Okay? But realize that if I decide, and hopefully because we are going to be revamping our blog very soon, that I, I have a blog post dedicated to Thrivecart, I'm not gonna expect people to sign up for my freebies course in it, right? Like it's just not going to happen. And if I did, I would most likely move the freebies course to Thrive's learning platform so people can be able to check out what it's like to be in Thrive, right? Or I would give away a insider course on Thrivecart, right? That's hosted in Thrivecart or give away Thrivecart templates, right? Like again, it needs to be relevant to what we are doing and what the end goal is. I'm not necessarily looking to get subscribers. I'm looking to get that one-time commission. And that is perfectly okay, all right? Just want to reiterate that. So let's go ahead and recap. Number one, if you got video ads, good luck. It's not gonna happen. Um, all right, y'all knew me. Like I hate to be a definitive mindset here, but your number is going to be extremely low because you are choosing to do ad revenue. That is perfectly fine. And realize that maybe for you, you're just going to be a whole hog on ads in quarter four because that's the only one that actually pays well. So when January comes around, shut them off and grow your email list so you actually have an audience that you can control and talk to and, you know, be with. <laughs> just to say, 
Number one, watch your ad placements and how much you have. Number two, make it easy to sign up and give people a variety of ways to sign up. Opt-in form, first third, bottom third, middle if it's a longer article. Have hyperlinks a couple of times, two or three, to your actual landing page. Try out having a mock-up or an image or a picture that someone can click on and then you guessed it, it goes to the landing page when it comes to your freebie. You can make sure that you're gonna test out. You know, I'm gonna have that sticky banner. Always make sure I'm mobile, it's not intrusive. Or maybe you wanna try a slider for a little bit. Again, if you wanna try a pop-up or an exit intent pop-up, go right ahead. I always think that it's a great thing to test, see how it affects. Maybe your subscriber rate is going to go up. Again, realize if you're not getting a lot of blog traffic, you're not gonna get a lot of subscribers that particular way. But when we talk about prepping for Black Friday and our bonanza, katedoster.com forward slash BFB, well, we're gonna talk about a great way to get your some, some newer peoples to talk about than that. Realize that it's still gonna grow a little bit at a snail's pace, okay? You are then going to want to make sure that you actually are optimizing your opt-in forms. Get rid of the word subscribe, try out some different headlines, make sure that things look nice, that they are functioning, super, super important. You are going to make sure that you're actually writing conversion style content. So content that is closely related, but isn't the same exact thing as your freebie. Again, what is that first or next step that somebody is going to need? Like, oh yeah, this is gonna be super helpful, right? So if I have like a glorious mac and cheese recipe, maybe it's got this glorious mac and cheese recipe and 10 other cheese lover recipes, right? Like, again, if it makes sense, then go ahead and do it. And I would stay away from resource libraries and content upgrades. They might seem like you can get a lot of people fast, but then you'll not know what to do with them. It'll have a bad user experience and it'll just, make you so frustrated that you don't email your list. And we all know that your size of your list does not necessarily matter. It is the size of the relationship that you have with your email list. Again, guys, make sure you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash ask. Like I said, this particular season is fueled by listener questions only. And I am so excited by that. You can always follow me on Instagram if you want your answer a little bit faster. Kate underscore Doster. I'll put a link to that down below as well. We like to do Q and A's usually on Tuesdays or Wednesdays is when I try to pop those in. And I will see you all next week. Again, don't forget to sign up for the Black Friday Bonanza. Email marketing is tough. From figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers. And they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.